Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hello and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford. And on today's episode, I'm incredibly grateful to have had the expert copywriter, Anita, from WordFetty, to come on and bounce some ideas about what the hell is happening in social media world right now and how we can approach it. So Anita had some incredible insights into how to craft post, what to be posting in and amongst this uh, pandemic and uncertainty, um, struggling with losing engagements, uh, engagement and likes and views, trying to keep up with the trends, not losing your confidence in that space as well, as well as lots of hacks around uh, calls to action, yeah, like the mental mindset space around approaching social media right now, the importance of diversifying where your audience is hearing from you, and some strategies for increasing engagement and visibility, um, and lots of other incredible wisdom. So a really down-to-earth, bouncy, energetic chat with incredible wisdom and hopefully a bit of a relief and some some practical steps that you can take if you're feeling overwhelmed by social media or discouraged or uninspired by that platform and the many changes that it's going through. So a great episode with lots of wisdom and no matter what stage of your business you're at, I feel like we're all really noticing these differences uh, in a platform that has typically been you know, the main source of our ways to connect with our audience and to market and to grow our businesses. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Look forward to hearing what you think and yeah, let me know. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Anita. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure. I feel like we've um, swirled through each other's worlds in and yes. around for a, a few years now, but um, yes. it's we and this is we are going to dive into social media and how difficult it can be. But one of the perks of it is that randomly the other day you popped up and and said something that struck a chord with me around are you feeling meh about socials right now? And um, I was like yes. And I think you did a poll and it was like an overwhelming yes. Oh, and yeah. I said. Let's do this. We we need to have this conversation. Send a DM. Here we are. So a perk of social media. Let's not completely cancel it <laughs> uh, because these great connections get to happen. So yes. thank you. Your time. Yay! I'm excited about this topic. Goody. Yeah, it's a great topic, and I feel like you're a great person to be the expert on it because you um, you do social media really well. You um it feels like it's yeah a, a creative process for you too and it comes out really naturally with how I see you engaging with people and giving lots of value as well so let's let's start with you explaining you and your business and what you do oh yes okay um so hello my name's Anita <laughs> and um I'm the founder of WordFitty. uh we are a human-centered brand strategy and copywriting house and we help brands who kind of want to do things differently uh stand out make a dent in the industry through the power of psychology and words so I'm a bit of a science geek um I love I guess the re- how our brains are wired and why how certain words to can trigger completely different emotions and feelings. Uh, so my background, a little bit about that. Uh, I don't have the 10, 15, 20 years of big agency experience. I actually say I used to write things people don't read as a lawyer <laughs> and mm-hmm. I uh, did the whole corporate job thing uh, and I lasted a good three and a half years and started WordFetty as a creative outlet as my side gig, my side hustle. Um, I know it's something you're deeply passionate about too, Kay. So I, it's something that I, I'm, I mean, it was the best way for me to really start and launch into the business. And here we are around five years later. <laughs> I left my corporate job around a year after starting it and so 
pretty much four years full-time into WordFetty and I heckin' love it. I love it. Love that. No, you can tell you love it. And um, congratulations, sticking around for five years in this space and yes. and still thriving and, and doing great things. So I'm going to pick apart your brain today. Oof, okay, so here's where we're at. This is where I'm currently seeing the situation is, and I think you could probably attest to this, there's this huge shift happening in the world of social mm. media. I started seven years ago, you were five years ago. You probably remember the days pre-algorithm and bots mm. and buying followers and likes and, you know, all, all the different things that have changed over the years with social media. I feel like it definitely started out um, as, yeah, a social platform and it was mm. fun to be on and engaging and you chose the content that you saw or didn't see uh, and have probably even just in the last few months extremely shifted you know I don't know about you'd be are you only seeing like suggested posts at the moment Mm, yeah like it's so heavily curated (laughs) yeah it's honestly my friend said to me the other day because I I'm a meme fiend oh oh, yeah hit me (laughs) (laughs) I'll start I'll I'll put I'll add you to my memes yes um, please repertoire but I pretty much communicate in memes to my friends these days and my friend said to me the other day like (laughs) to the point where I'm shamelessly will get you 10 memes in a day before you've reacted to any of them (laughs) and (laughs) that's how much a meme gets me this is exactly it's the best form of language yo yeah. I love it. <laughs> and it, it's also just like, okay, who's the person that needs this meme? You know, it's a love language. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, off topic, clearly why we were also just talking about me procrastinating about starting 2020. Too much time in memes. But uh, I'm also getting a lot of, like, I feel like my feed is pretty much just, hey, because you follow this person, this. And mm. anyway, my friend said to me the other day, she was like, I would love to see how social media have profiled you because like the variety of memes that you are saying, oh, it'll be like one minute and it's like a wholesome quote about how, having healthy relationships and then the next thing it's like, you know, a bird dancing or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I think like when we go on Instagram and we look at the, I think it's like the Explore page, I make fun of my um, other half about this. He um, has up on top, he's on a bit of a fitness shred at the moment. So you can see all the like, <laughs> like kind of fitness videos, healthy recipes, whereas you look at mine and it's like literally very similar to you probably, okay, like GIFs or memes to like mm-hmm. dogs, like <laughs> doggos. Um, so astrology. Mine, I've got a lot of astrology. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh gosh. But um, let's talk about this because I think there's a lot of panic happening, a lot of people freaking out. I've seen I've seen a lot of accounts be like, hey, I'm not getting engagement and, um, you know, if you aren't seeing my stuff, can you go and like some of it mm. or, you know, this is really hard. And, and, I mean, this might come across a little bit savage, but there's this part of me that's just like, hang on a second, like if we're here as business owners and creators to – uh, to create and and help people's lives and we're working on, you know, studying and researching and understanding and, and being teachers or, you know, offering what we have. Um, why are we giving so much time and energy to almost looking popular or playing mm. to the game of this other business? Oh, 100% makes sense. And it's something I don't think it's savage at all. It's the truth. I mean, when it comes to any social media, whether or not we want to call it expert or guru or anyone who tries to, whether or not it's talking about reels, like the goal, if we're really to look at business from a business lens, it's not to, the goal is not to be popular. The goal is to make a profit. (laughs) Like we need to really make sure. And I was, we were talking about this before we started recording. uh, Likes are not a measure of success of your social Mm. media content. And Mm. I will say right now, posts, and I'll use WordFetty as an example, but even on my personal brand again, I need to seek, like as soon as I do a post that talks about an offer, as soon as I do a post that talks, um, that's a little bit more invitation to buy or a testimonial even, 
they do the absolute worst when it comes to likes. Because when you think about the, again, I'm getting geeky here, but when you think of the psychology behind why we bull tap, why we share, why we bookmark, like it's, it's, it's not the automatic reaction that we have. We double tap or we share our social media content because we either resonate with it, because we feel identified by it, because we either feel like our audience wants to see more of it. So when you think about your testimonials and when you sell something, just because you're not getting as many likes doesn't mean you stop talking about it. Like, And this is where yeah. so many businesses fall. They're like, oh my gosh, my Insta- Instagram or social media channel is not working because people are engaging. I'm going to delete my post now. No, don't delete that post. You will never know if that one person would have read that testimonial. Am I getting in contact with you when they're ready? So, yeah. uh, No, that's great. And I think what because you are that copywriting expert, we'll talk about the call to actions um, tips mm. and things, I think, which helps, right? Because I, but I just quickly want to touch on that because it's so true. Like if I do like a birthday shout out of a friend doing a funny dance, then like that gets like my reach going through the roof. It goes wildfire. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, well, here's this business coaching academy and a book that I spent seven years working my ass off for. Uh, Crickets. (laughs) Um, But actually I think the point that I want to make around it is like, I think also, yeah, it, it's about that call to action, that return. And so, yeah, I, I did have an example the other day where I posted about my book for the first time in ages yes. and then I, and I got a sale, right? And it was an international sale of, of yes. a couple of books. And I was like, amazing. My book is going to New Zealand to, to two people. And that one post at the right time was That's somebody it. who either hadn't known about it or, you know, was maybe sitting on the fence. Uh, and then another example is I got a, a DM for somebody asking me to come and do some speaking gigs at a co-working Aww. space this year. And I I guess like for me, normally I get those uh, those invitations post an Instagram live or, you know, something. Mm. And I was like, I haven't done anything in ages. Why does this person even think that I could? possibly do anything um but, but you never realize, know okay like they might have followed you for a while right and it just so yeah. happens that there might have just been something that's just like you know what I have been following startup creative yeah. and all the magic and that Kay's been putting out and it it's ingrained in their brain and it just so happens that now they're like you know what she's the perfect person yeah thank you appreciate that <laughs> but I think to your point is what I was is saying is like when you post it it's almost like a portfolio now, right? Where yeah. people will go and scroll and and do a deep dive stalk and mm-hmm. you know have a look at your highlight. Like I had a coaching client sign up recently. It was like, I've just read all the testimonials from your highlights of coaching on your Instagram, and I was just like, oh, I didn't even realize that you know what was on there. Um, so it is that that that's a really good point. I think you make to keeping it there because you never know who's going to find you and stalk you and and read it at the right time. You know. Yep. 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 <laughs> Love that. Hey, so how do we um, battle with this? How do we, how do we battle with the struggle? Cause I know that, um, you know, I get really frustrated with creators and artists and people who, you know, if I don't have enough followers, once I get this many followers or people, then I'll send the email to see if someone wants to collaborate with me or, you know, no one's going to take me seriously until I get this many followers. And, that breaks my heart because I'm yeah. like, oh my God, at the end of the day, the followers and the likes are only really, truly, I mean, they used to, I think, kind of give some status or whatever, but I feel like nowadays it's more like, uh, yeah, there is lots of little micro-influences and stuff, but most of the time, all of that engagement is serving social media, like, like the metaverse who are yes. making money off ads and attention, yes. our, our attention and our addiction to wanting to, you know, be the best at their game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, it's a good point. I see it too. I see it too. Mm-hmm. And this to a certain extent, the tiny extent, like if they're looking at the realm of influences, of course, sometimes that matters, but I think a big tip that just kind of landed in my head that I want to share is I think it's important for creatives, business owners, when they're in the thick of being like, oh, like I need more followers or I need more likes to be taken seriously, to actually end up doing that collaboration. 
I would actually challenge that and actually say if you can really, instead of focus on your follow account, your likes or whatever, focus on selling people on your belief and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. Like instead of going in and being like, oh, like I've got 200 followers, da, 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 da. do you want to collaborate? No, lean mm-hmm. in to what you believe to like, I believe that, you know, copywriting or branding or starting a business should be like this. And I, I feel it's important that blah, like sell people on, especially those who feel that ick with not having enough followers or enough likes, like sell people on your belief and that vision that you have, because I think at the core of what business collaborations and even what business is all about. Like it's like, like you said, Kay, it's not, it's not just about the follow account and all of that. I think particularly now in the economy, like we're not just buying uh, when you invest in a, let's just say a copywriter, you're not just buying just words. You're not just buying just uh, let's just say a particular homeware brand. You're, you're usually buying into how they've shown up, how they communicate or convey what they believe. So I would suggest, I would probably say the big, biggest tip here is to really get clear on what that is for you, not anyone else, not your competitors, not uh, <laughs> what you're seeing in the industry, but what you believe, because I think that's something that is uncopyable, uh, where you can really focus on selling people on that. Um I think the other thing I would say if you, you're really caught up in, I guess, the metrics and all of that is instead of simply looking at likes, I'd also, uh, you know, look at also your like other things like shares to bookmark. So I know I personally look less at likes when I look at the, uh, I'm always reviewing the content we're putting out there because people's demands and what they, how they enjoy consuming content always changes, right? So reels has come into play now. Like that didn't exist freaking when we, we, we first started on Instagram, right? So you've got to evolve with your audience as well and get a really deep understanding of how they want to consume their content. Uh, so looking at saves, looking at shares, uh, saves indicate that they want to come back to it again and again. That's great. That's, uh, that's, uh, shares. Guess what? They've just placed you in front of their audience. Mega yes. So I love that. That's a good one too, because the shares is like often, you know, I think it's a good tip. And if, um, of like, have it, do you have shareable content? Do you have Mm. stuff that people Mm -hmm. will want to put in front of other people on your behalf? You know? Yep. Because yeah, that's I literally them putting you in front of their audience. And I'd probably say a lot of the time shareable content um, are usually content that people really just feel identified with or they just want to mm. share with their audience because they feel like, oh, wow, this is really talking to me and it might talk to you as well. Or they really resonate and identified with what you shared. So think about that. Like think about how you can create more content that it can be more shareable can really help your audience feel like they're part of something that's great advice I'm interested whether this is part of your psychology and and study as stuff as well is I I mean it's a while back now but like especially in the marketing world they talk about it a lot but like what's your take on like for example there's that sharing content sometimes I've found that just sharing something that's funny is like yeah. you know, that's and it's it doesn't have to always be so serious and business mm-hmm. related and stuff and it's just like a funny meme about you know the state of the world or whatever and getting interactions from socials on that of people being like yes this is how I feel uh, but then it's also like selling inspiration uh, sometimes it's selling you know or, or sharing my personal story and giving words to that that other people like to then go oh wow that's mm. how I feel thanks for articulating and then there's also like that education piece of like here's here's something that you know could help but what's your take on uh is it what's is it like three marketing type like what sells do you yeah, know like what, where are people more inspired or or I guess it, it might be different for every audience right mm-hmm. yeah it's a really great question I think there's so much to uh there's so many different types of I guess pillars or I don't know themes or objectives that's out there in the social media or digital marketing world we hear about how people are like oh people want to be entertained now people yeah, want to be inspired nice. now and you know that's why reels are doing great um i guess it all comes back to and this goes back to 
also how we as consumers, and this goes into, yes, sales psychology, where you really think about what's required to have your audience hitting that buy now button. Mm. Yes, inspirational content is great, but that doesn't mean you go to town with a gazillion inspirational content, like a whole Instagram page dedicated to quotes looks great and could be savable, but is that going to generate sales? No, because you're just becoming a Pinterest board. (laughs) So, you know, you need to really be intentional with like inspirational content will be great potentially for visibility. It will grab people and get people to be aware of your content. And that's why, for example, Reels. If you can entertain people and inspire people and maybe give them a bit of value add, that brings the visibility. But that doesn't necessarily mean like that's that people are ready to buy now just by watching that Reel automatically. So when we look at the sales psychology of how someone goes into, huh, cool, like Startup Creative does that. Uh, well, and then you keep on consistently sharing, for example, your story, right? Your story, okay, and you're writing those words that have people being like, oh, my gosh, that is how I feel. Boom, that goes to the next stage where they're like, wow, I like her. Like, I feel connected to her. I feel like she's someone who would get me. I feel like she has experience in where I want to go. So you're building that trust and connectability with you and then once you share a testimonial or you know your book or something like that like it may not get the most amount of likes but that could be that next step for them so it's almost like I wouldn't say my tip here would be to lean in on you know, just one particular theme, I think it's important for your audience, anyone who's listening right now to really get a good understanding of what is going to move them to to each of those stages. And the stages you've got to bring in the visibility, you've got to drive in that awareness. But then there is, there needs to be something here that's going to really um, invite them to see why you, like, who are you? Like, what do you do? And then you need to prove to them, right, that I can do what I promise here. Here is proof. Here is impact. Here is stats, right? So when you look at it from that space, it's less about just inspirational or uh, edutaining. Like it needs to fit in under one of those, uh, I guess, journeys, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) No, it's great advice. And I'd written something down just as you were speaking and then you said it. So it was perfect because I think the visibility is always going to be important. So what is Mm. the thing that is like, it is the the like, the share, the save, this, you know, like the cool, this is in residence with, with me as a person and I'm, and, and I'm, yes, I'm going to come follow, you know, and see what mm-hmm. happens. So I think that's like the important thing. And an exercise that I do with a lot of clients, especially if they're coming in and they're like, it's, you know, like I'm just, people aren't converting or I'm not, I'm slow on sales or whatever. And it's really going back to that, like almost where you started, you know, why are you doing this? But also mm-hmm. why behind your captions and what you're posting, which is trying to nail that point where why someone is going to choose you, but why now, you know, yes. and it's like, what are they thinking, exactly. feeling like if they're there, put your, yourself in their shoes, they're scrolling. What's the thing that's going to make them go, oh my God, yes, this is exactly what I've been looking mm-hmm. for. You know, Because a hundred percent, because unless your audience or consumers prioritize that there will always be an objection there will always be an excuse this is not the right time I'm too overwhelmed right now this is too expensive but if they prioritize that and you're able to communicate why this is important in their life and the cost of inaction like then they're like, oh my gosh I need to do this right now because this could be potentially either I go down route A or route B and I want to go down route B so I I need to buy that book I need to invest in that course I need to invest in this coach now to take action not in six months time <laughs> yeah absolutely I love that and I think yeah it's a constant journey right like you're always totally. especially yeah. which is like I guess another part of this conversation of why I was like yes let's do it start is because and a conversation I was having in my coaching academy recently with um, people feeling how they are feeling into the start of January and mm-hmm. a lot of the conversation was around, um, you know, like what do we do? Like what the, what the hell, you know, like what the hell's going on? We're exhausted. But how then do you find your voice in 
A, like, you know, what we're talking about is this general sales, you know, strategies Mm and, you know, why both of our businesses have done so well over the years because we've understood this and we've done this, but now we're living in this environment. And I don't know whether you've had this moment, Anita, of being like, holy shit, we had it easy. Yeah. (laughs) Like when we started, like, um, you know, there was things that you could do and, and cut through and, you know, it was, it was a okay to be selling and inviting people to buy or, or sign up and yeah. everyone was always doing these things and now we're living in this global pandemic where it's quite a sensitive time, right? So mm-hmm. um, how uh, are you doing this and maybe how are you working with the people that you work with in finding the right voice that is sensitive and I guess like, relevant or in tune with the times of you know the the ever-changing conditions that we're living in yeah I really love this question I think yeah I I agree with you I definitely am hearing this too with my VIP clients to my students as well where they too are a lot of them are feeling exhausted and they're excited but then they're just freaking still exhausted from the last year or two um and I think first of all I'll say this feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of wobble, this feeling of the unknown. Uh, The pandemic is only just one, like this happens in all areas of our life. Like there will be other moments uh, beyond the pandemic. And we've actually experienced this, just not in the lens of a pandemic, but there would have been life moments. There would have been potentially like uh, environment moments where this has caused a wobble in how you show up, in what you say, in who you are, how how you feel even. The pandemic is just one part of that. And I think so many people are looking at it now being like, oh my gosh, the pandemic. And it's co-. but but the thing is there's always been wobbles when it comes to business. It's just showing up now as a pandemic. So I think it's important for us to, I believe it's important for us to look at the fact that uncertainty and this feeling of um this feeling of uncertainty isn't one necessarily a bad thing. Uh, in fact, it is the one constant in life. Like we can't plan for everything. We're not all psychics. We can't foresee what's going to happen. There will be things that will flop your plans and your ideas and push things and it's going to test you and it's going to shake things up. But this pandemic is just one example of a hazard cone. There will be other hazard cones that will happen. Um, and I think, The thing that's interesting is with social media and the rise of, of course, the digital world and now like Web3 to all of these things, like all of these feelings are like times 10. So if this happened 10 years ago, it wouldn't be as felt like as extend up like the way we feel now because as soon as we read our emails as soon as we like people are being like oh I hope you're keeping well like during pandemic like I hope you're doing well during these trying times so we're constantly reminded everywhere we go at the moment which adds to our nervous system (laughs) so if it wasn't social media it wouldn't be times 10 so I think first of all we it's important we don't look at these moments of uncertainty or wobbles is necessarily a bad thing. It will happen just in a different, I guess, mask. Um, in terms of more so now the practical elements in terms of how I navigate around it, um, I'd probably say the one, and I say this quite quite a bit too, um, even on our socials, I think the most powerful content and marketing strategy there is is empathy <laughs> so flush away the fast trends flush away like great like reels are great but like I'll tell you now there will be another trend in another couple of years the number one strategy I believe is empathy and it always helps me when especially in sensitive moments um talking to our audience um because then you're not just creating content for the sake of creating content or writing copy for the sake of copy. You are actually meeting your audience where they're at. So for example, if you're writing a sales page and I don't know, it was just the beginning of the pandemic, of course you will take that into consideration 
and talk to your audience as though, hey, we get that this is, you know, a, you know, a tr- like a, a, a trying or a trying time, but this is, um, uh, what's the word? Um, one of the most powerful, most timely moments for you to invest in blah. Like, so that's just one example. But when yeah. we can really step into creating empathy and meeting out, uh, creating empathy content, sorry, and meet our audience where they're at, I believe that is always the winner because uh, then you're literally meeting your audience exactly where they're at, their pain points, what they want, because, <laughs> and, and memes could come into play here too. I know you love yeah. your memes. Like, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, like we, as an example, we actually sent like random toilet rolls filled with confetti out to our, just randomly to some of our clients and our students. Like, again, that's, us looking at content and marketing from an empathy lens instead of just putting out our usual, I guess, media packs um, or even promotional content. So, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, yeah I, I love say that's that advice. Tip. Yeah, and I think it's it's really good and I think it, it also brings us back to this reoccurring theme of like, Rather than just being like, I have to be on social media so I don't get kicked out of the algorithms and how do I get more engagement and blah, 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 actually sitting and tuning in and being like, yeah, where are my audience at? Yeah. What am I experiencing? What do you, What would they be maybe going through? And, yes. And find, like empathy you can't fake, right? You have to Mm-mm. sit down and really understand where somebody else is at and, you know, that takes contemplation, not just smashing out a um a caption and and scheduling it it, you know it's like if something that I really have been sitting with is this idea of like not wanting to put content out to add to the noise Mm. and only create like you know um, posting posting when I've got an authentic voice and empathetic thing or or I've been able to sit and really tune in and read the room right yeah um and then create from that space as well. So I think whether you do that, you know, once a month and then really schedule content out or, yes. you know, for me, I've really surrendered to, I don't need, I, I think, you know, also back to when we were talking about engagement and stuff, it's like, I don't know about you, but it's like, you know, there's one thing of keeping up face with like followers and likes and engagement and making sure that I'm showing up there because obviously people have chosen to follow me and, you know, I want to be able to provide value there um, as that, you know, thank you or reward or the value exchange. Um, But at the same time, I, yeah, I'm like, whatever is happening on social media is one aspect of my business, what's happening on my podcast, what's happening in my inbox, what's happening with speaking gigs or the, and, and a book or, you know, a new piece of content that I'm creating. Like all of that is not being shown on socials and knowing that my worth, you know, there's cool stuff happening in my business, regardless of whether I'm on social media. Is what Heck I'm, yeah. Oh know? my gosh. Like, yeah. And I I love that you mentioned that because I think, again, like when we really look at social media, like we're not going to put in every element of our life and all of the things on, you know, on social media. And social media is just one part of the ecosystem um, that makes up and, you know, whether or not we want to call it the visibility engine or whatever, like it's only one part of it. Like it's it's Mm. not there to replace relationships. It's there to strengthen relationships and there's other avenues for us to um yeah social media is definitely not everything yeah yeah for sure right and I think that's been biggest lesson in so many people of like yeah diversifying your engagement and I love that example of sending out the gifts and being like hey we're here and we get it and we care and we're also we're also in tune enough to know there's a toilet paper shortage you know like (laughs) we um, actually had we actually had on the toilet paper roll word Fetty has your back and then we had like in brackets side (laughs) (laughs) Fetty has your back side (laughs) (laughs) that's why you you're a copywriting agency. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I love it. No, but that, you know, that's the stuff that is and a, a trend that I, I'm predicting or seeing is exactly that, right, which is 
relationship building yes. because likes and followers and views is one thing. But if that shut down tomorrow and I've given all of my clients this advice since since Instagram went down for like, I don't know, felt like four days that it was like four, 24 hours, not even that. It was like eight hours or something, wasn't it? Do you remember the end of last year? <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, good, 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 good time though. It was, it was great. I was. I re- made me realize how automated it is to pick up my phone and check um, socials. Same. Um, yeah. But in that time, I was like, hmm. I actually sat and contemplated. I was like, if this doesn't come back, am I going to be okay? And I was like, yeah. I've got a whole inbox full of contacts. I've got a mailing list. Mm. I've got a podcast. I, you know, I've got all. And but one of the biggest things was exactly where we are here right now is the relationship building of people that you could be like, Hey, let's do something, you know, or, um, and I think relationships and authentic connections and and showing up as a real person is going to be vital. It's like building that little black book, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, It's so true. And I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, you know, even when we look at social media or insert TikTok, Instagram, whatever, I think that's getting, getting, you know, um, followers or connections there is great, but it's important that we move that offline. Like it's important that we have a a method that we actually drive that audience offline. And to your point, like whether or not it is to the emails, whether or not that is to like literally send them something physically, like we now rely on the online world so much that I feel like we've forgotten what it's like to actually have deep relationships and connections and communicate in a way that is just human to human instead of online marketing to just online marketing and adding to the noise, same buzzword strategy, meh, meh, meh. Like yeah. we've forgotten what it's like to actually, you know, get to know someone's story, to, you know, mm-hmm. laugh and giggle at random things, to sharing, you know, learning, learnings, I like to call it failure in learnings, learnings mm-hmm. together yeah. and all of that. So I think um, I'm with you there. I think uh, the, the trend I feel be happening um, in the next couple of years is definitely more connections, different ways for us to really deepen connections and driving things um, also offline, like deeper relationships mm-hmm. offline. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like finding those people who are like-minded and, you know, I've been so lucky over the years yeah. to to be able to, you know, be on each other's journeys for ages and cross paths and be like, yeah, like, you know, let's let's jump on a podcast or let's, um, you know, do a giveaway and all of those things where you, you're, you know, building your, I guess, community around you of people who are like, they want to see you thrive. You, you've got something that yes. you can help them with. And it's, it's been this, you know, a huge part of how I've built my business to where it is, is surrounding myself yeah. with people who are like, cool, you want to do something together? Yeah, let's do it. Or what about this? Or it, people have been like, Hey, you know, you should think about this, or I love what you're doing. And it's that, yeah, collaborators of people around you so that, you know, whatever happens along the way, you know, you could get together with a bunch of people and be like, let's come up with an idea or, you know. Like invaluable, absolutely priceless because, and (laughs) again, without sounding all cliche and stuff, like this is exactly what we as humans have like when we think back to caveman days like we were like oh let's post a social video post like we got together and we actually were we want to see each other when we work together mm. right so i think um I, i'm the same with you i think i it's so important to surround yourself with people who want to see you win and are there to you know support you through the ups and downs and the all the curlies and hazard cones Absolutely. Even over the years, like, you know, even when, you know, I was meant to do book launches in person and they didn't happen and um, I had to go online and do it and and just called on a bunch of people and said, let's do a live. Can you come on? And and I've had friends be the same with me of being like, hey, should we, you know, can I can I pick your brain about this? And um, yeah, it's honestly, especially when it's uncertain and stuff, it's like, you want to be, you know, bouncing ideas with other creative brains about how mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, find a way through or or pivot or whatever. So, 
Yes, yeah. I think because we're on this journey together. Like we're all Absolutely. feeling it. Like <laughs> we're yeah. all feeling it, and we're all um, going through the same like curly wellies. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, can I um, get some of your advice around this idea of like, yeah, the call to action part? Because I think that's a, mm. um, and it's, you know, it's reflecting on some of the, t- the tips and stories that we've just shared now and this morning, uh, this afternoon, <laughs> what day? <is> it? <laughs> afternoon. Um, <laughs> who knows? It's a podcast. It could be any time <laughs> of the day anywhere in the world. Um, is this, you know, the, the, it, and the, one of the theories, you know, whether I've had from the very beginning or the ways that I've run my business is like, I'm going to do this thing. And if I really genuinely tune in and go, how can I be authentic and be of service? And what do my audience need? If it gets 20 likes, but it's that right thing for that one person mm. and they see it and engage with it or, or buy it, you know, like I really peeling back and being like, if one person gets something out of this and I've still helped someone today. Um, and keen, yeah, like hearing your yeah. tips around um, the call to action part of the business because I know I, f- I think you'd probably be on the same page as often people are like, why aren't I getting business? And it's like, hey, when was the last time you told somebody what you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, gosh. We can try not to be too salesy, yeah. <laughs> but it's like also if it does get low engagement, but you have the right call to action for the right person at the right time. Yes. Um, then it then the it doesn't matter. It's worth it because what nobody see people might see the twenty likes, but they don't see the five hundred dollars they just came and spent with you. You know. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. So first of all, I adore you for saying <laughs> like that one person. I am I'm right there with you on that. I call it like the power of one because it's almost like every single time I'm about to do even like a speech and I'm like scared shitless. I'm always like. Okay, that one person if I can just like impact that one person that is why I'm here that's why I'm showing up so I adore you for saying that um I think okay when it comes to call to action uh two 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 three things I think first thing is well yes like if you don't talk about your offer if you don't tell people and I've seen this happen quite often there was a um student of mine who struggled uh with you know, conversions when it came to social media and Instagram. And she makes the most incredible cakes, like has like a hundred thousand followers, a lot of followers. Her cakes are incredible. Um, but you know, a lot of people just seem to, you know, just bookmark, save and all of that. And she was literally wondering like, but, but like, I don't get it. Like so many followers, but like, they're not like driving to like inquiries and all of that. Um, and it's, we look at her content, it's almost like, well, you're not even like in, inviting people to, you know, to, like no one knows that it just looks like an inspo Pinterest board of beautiful cakes, you know, and your bio doesn't even say like really like what you do or that you're open for business or that you're like, that you specialize in weddings. Like there's not like, there's so many little elements there that come together to actually be like, oh, well, this is actually not just like a hobbyist. This is actually someone who's open for business and, oh, like I'm over in, you know, Melbourne and she's over in Gold Coast, but it's okay. Like, cause she has a way to make it happen or something like that. So it's important to definitely talk about our offers and our business and actually invite people to take action I think the other thing I would say though is to be uh, to your point of being authentic and uh, that authentic voice um I've seen so many, uh, you know, I've heard podcasts read blogs that talk about oh you have to have a call to action on every single post well, not necessarily. You don't have to have a call to action every single post because when you look at, again, the self psychology of it, like what if you're just wanting to build that connection with someone, with your audience, your call to action there, of course, is not going to be like, oh, like story, 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 share. And then, oh, book a book a thing with me. Sometimes it could be, but sometimes it could simply be, well, tell me about you. When was the last time you went through something like this too? Like if your connection, trying to build connection with someone, like your call to action isn't like, okay, and buy from me. <laughs> You've got to really make sure that aligns with your intention. Um, the second thing I would uh, probably say when it comes to the, I guess, the call to action and uh, making sales through social media is I think it's important to um, 
again, this goes back to the whole empathy uh, element. You've got to kind of meet your audience where they're at. And this is going to be different for every single person that's listening right now. Like some some people, let's use uh, end of financial year as an example. In Australia here, end of financial year is like the end of June. So if you know the bulk of your audience are there, like meeting them where they're at um, would be like instead of potentially running a flash sale in um, July, you could move it to June and meet your audience then. So I think it's important when you're looking at, uh, you know, launches, when you're looking at uh, any type of campaign, it doesn't have have to be, of course, a flash sale, any type of campaign that, again, meeting your audience where they're at when it comes to their purchasing behavior. Like sometimes it could be they've just had, if you're a homewares brand and you know a lot of your audience get, I don't know, they are in corporate jobs and they get paid fortnightly or monthly and it's at the beginning of the month, you know, you know that they feel more comfortable spending money then after that instead of the end of the month, as an example. So that's probably the second tip. I feel like I've had a third one. I feel like I had a third one. I think um, just quickly to that point, oh, yeah. while you're coming up with your third point, is also <laughs> something that I've noticed over the years as well is like where do they want to buy as yeah. well? Like where do they want to be? Like I I definitely think that I would convert, especially because like, you know, all my coaching especially is a higher-end ticket item. So yes. people aren't going to buy that through Instagram DMs, you know. They're going to be on the ma- – they're going to reply to a mailing list shout out saying here's some availability because they're they're more inclined to receive um you know the the long email that says this is how it works and then be willing to read through it get some more get the info determine a decision and then and then make the the commitment and you know the financial commitment and time commitment Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, that's not something you do while you're waiting in the line at post office, scrolling Instagram, you know. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but if, if you're at your computer and you're like, oh, yeah, what's this about? You know, you're more likely to make that. Does that make sense? A hundred percent makes sense. Like it, it, it actually really ties into what like my third pointer was, which I think it's important to, again, like not – just put all your eggs in the basket of selling just purely on social media. And I think realizing too um, that not every single person is ready to hand over their credit card right now. Some of them might be still wanting to get to know more about you. Some people might want to, you know, they're all on completely different journeys and sometimes it could be just that email right that just is like oh my gosh yes perfect perfect time this is exactly like the that moment where I feel like she's she sees me and she gets me so I think don't be disheartened when you put a call to action out and uh potentially you don't get the results that you want because I think just because someone says no doesn't mean it's no forever. It's just no, not right now. And I think yeah. so many, um, I know a lot of my students and fellow creatives do get disheartened when, you know, if you've sent through a proposal and your client ghosts you, I mean, that's not very nice. Don't ghost people, guys. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, someone's like, oh, like that's, uh, you know, too expensive or something like that. And they automatically change their price and second guess themselves. But the thing is like <laughs> one price is so subjective, but just because someone says no, doesn't mean it's no forever. It's just no yeah. right now. It's got nothing to do with your worth and what you're providing out there. So, yes. And it's all feedback, right? It's like an opportunity yeah. for you to then go, okay, well, what more information would they need? Or how yep. can I show them that the price is worth it? And, yep. and it might mean that, you know, I, I know for me, when my book first came out, I was like, I always wanted to write a book and it first came out. And to be honest, it's like, I'd made the joke a few times. I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's me just like slamming my own book. But I'm like, I've been talking about this stuff for like seven years and now all of a sudden I'm a, a published author um, and it's all in one place in, in, in a beautifully designed book. And all of a sudden I, I've got a better reputation and, and more people are, you know, asking me to do events or, you know, really want coaching and all these things. And I'm like, I've been like, it's the same stuff. 
Hi, I'm, sure, I've just, been here all along. <laughs> just because you can hold it in your hand, then sure, you know, it's that reputation. I mean, I have to say, it's a pretty heckin' beautiful book. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but you know, it's that perception change That's of it. me that happens, and I've I've seen it a few little times. But you know, I think that a statistic I read recently was people. Um, are going to spend 70 percent of their decision is going to be made up behind the scenes stalking mm. you. Yeah. So you know, often I get the, and I'm sure you're the same as like, hey, I've just binged your podcast, or I've read your book, mm-hmm. or I, you know, scrolled your Instagram, or I've been a long time follower, and now I'm ready. You know, and yeah. I think, um, knowing know. that people need are, are doing that. So right now in your business, there might be people who are on that journey of deciding their mind 70 by that 70 percent that you don't know about so it's like keep showing up yes um, and when the call to action hits at that right and they've they've reached their decision you you know it's an easier convert I find totally yep now on the head there it just yeah. might just take that one one caption or that one email but just because you're not getting the likes or the amount of follows you just need that one person it's just mm. the one Again, going back to the power of one, like it just could be that one person who's just lurking, waiting for the right yep, time. Lurking. <laughs> lurking. All you lurkers out there, can't wait Hi. to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, hey, thank you so much. I feel like that has been an abundance of incredible That was so much advice. fun. <laughs> and I love this conversation so much and I feel alive from it because it's like, yes, these oh, may be cool of you being here. And can I just say, like, we definitely dove deeper than the the top line things, but um, I really appreciate how much you did share and your wisdom and all of that because it's. Uh, I often get feedback that this podcast is so generous, and I'm glad that you were uh, you met me on that level because it yeah it's it goes to show why um, you're also doing so well of showing up with with so much abundance and generosity that really genuinely wants to help people. Oh, thank you, beautiful human. I'm all about the deep. I'm yeah, all about scuba diving in. Yeah, and I think so, yeah. that's what I love about most, I mean, everyone that we encounter with Startup Creative is like, yeah, we're here to help, you know, and that's so yeah. nice to have fellow experts on the journey to show up and help those out there who are doing it tough or trying to figure it out and, you know, eagerly listening to to yeah get their businesses off the ground so thank you oh well the feelings are mutual thank you so much for having me on the potty that was so much fun loved it no worries do you want to let people know where they can find you and any little offerings or things that coming up that they might be like man she's awesome I'm gonna go and work with her Your call to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you guys can find us over at WordFetty at WordFetty. So that's W O R D F E T T I. You can find me over at Anita Seek, A N I T A. I nearly couldn't spell my name. A N I T A S I E K. Um, And for those of you guys who are curious about, I guess, how you can up level. Your copy in, we've got a, uh, you know, freebie at the moment, which is the five E lessons. And that's just wordfettygroup.com forward slash freebie. And it gives you five days worth of 15 minute bite-sized copy lessons. So yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much, Anita. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.